0: What's happening, everybody? Happy Friday. This is your host, Kirk Hill Jr., and we are back with another episode of The Hill Review. Um, Last two episodes, I've been thankful to have my family uh, helping me out. My father was on one episode, my girlfriend on the other, and we had some good, lengthy discussions, and um, I just, I'm really thankful to them, and they were really great episodes. I'm happy for it. I hope y'all have checked it out. Uh, If not, please go listen to that after you're done listening to this or whenever you have time. I really do appreciate it. Um, It's been about a year since my last, since my first podcast, Um, excuse me, yeah, since my first episode. It's been about a year. Um, I recorded my first ever episode back in April of 2019, but I was having issues with the app and um, it didn't publish until May 8th. And then May 6th, the second episode that I tried to do ended up uploading first. So if you ever go through the episodes, episodes one and two are out of order, but I'm fine with it, it's cool, it's fun, a nice fun little tidbit, a little trivia about my my podcast, and while I'm talking about my podcast, I just want to say, I don't have a lot of listeners, I'm not popular, you know, yet at least, and um, I try my best to get my content out to my friends and family, and I'm grateful to everybody who does listen and to all my friends and family that have been a part of my podcast so far, the people who have helped me uh, make this. It's really important, and for people who don't ever uh, talk about um, my well, for the people who don't talk uh, about my podcast in like a way that like it's reaching out far and wide, you know, it it's all right at the moment, and you know, if you don't share, you know, I understand because social media, there's so many things that people see so many stories that people watch and you know I'm guilty of it myself. There's so many things that I could like and share and comment on, but I don't because I just don't ever get around to every single thing that I see. And you know, there's always a little bit of a bias with between certain people versus others and I and I'm aware of that and I get that. Um and I've realized that this podcast is my safe space Um, and today's episode is titled to talk you know I just I just want to speak on the topic of to talk Um, and when I get on this podcast that's what I'm here to do I'm here to talk Whether it's to talk to people or to talk with myself or just to talk to you all and express um, what I'm going through and what my podcast means to me. Because in the past year, I've realized that it's become, like I said, a, a safe space for me to just be myself And I hope that when the time comes, when more people listen to it, it inspires them to have their safe space. So whenever anyone is on the show with me, I want it to be a safe space for them. And I'm hoping that one day, once this quarantine is over with, that I can speak with more people and get more voices. You know, because... It's a good place for me to use my voice and share my voice. But I want other people to be able to do that as well, you know. And this podcast is just almost like a captain's log, almost like a a diary, a journal. You know, it's a timestamp of where I'm at in this moment in time and what I'm thinking about in this moment in time and it helps me mentally in a very big way it helps me process my thoughts and really get things out in a more elaborate way where I don't feel pressure from anybody or anything to say the right or wrong thing you know I, I, I don't, in the moment when I'm talking, I don't worry about whether I'm funny, I don't worry about whether I'm cool or whether I'm, I don't know whether I'm, I mean, it sounds kind of crazy or, you know, kind of, um, big headed in a way, but I do kind of hope that I'm profound in a certain way where it, Anybody who hears this, I hope that they know me a little bit better, um, and I hope that they respect the the boldness and the honest, uh, the honesty that I'm giving in each of these episodes, um, which leads me to my next topic. Well, next, not next topic, but the next point that I want to make, because, like I said, this this podcast helps me. Mentally, in a big way, and it's a big part of my self-care. Um, you know, this is a, it's a good term people use, and for you know mental health. And this is uh, Mental Health Awareness Month, I believe. I saw one of my friends share it at the beginning of the month, and they were like things that they wanted to do for self-care, like each day of the month, and me being like, uh, semi-perfectionist, I didn't see the post until May 2nd or 3rd, so I was like, well, I can't start from the beginning, so I just kind of want to leave it alone, but I did want to talk about, um, mental health, because, um, I've been wanting to talk about it for uh, a long time, I've, I've said it in a few episodes that I wanted to talk about it, and, Um, I've, I've come to terms with the fact that, um, my own mental health is not, I don't want to say distorted, but, uh, there's like in a condition that I have, um, and, uh, I've been diagnosed with, um, generalized anxiety disorder disorder. Uh, Which, when I looked it up and uh, got this information about it, and I'm learning more about it uh, and every chance I get. But it's more of like anxiety on 10,000. And it can be the smallest things that trigger me. And, you know, I... I think constantly. And I've always said that like I worry a lot or I care too much or I overthink. You know, people have told me that my whole life I've thought been like that as far back as I can remember, you know, from like middle school onward I've always considered myself an overthinker. And I, you know, when things go bad or when I think things are going to go bad, I kind of go down the rabbit hole and just think of a whole bunch of things and these negative thoughts that just kind of don't go away, and it's, it's scary, it's frightening, um, and I don't always know what to do about it, I don't feel like I have a lot of control over it, it's just something that takes over me, and I try to find my own ways to combat it, to deal with it, um, and I see a therapist, um, and my therapist hears me out, gives me advice uh, there's certain sessions where it's just me talking and she just knows that I just want to be heard and understood there's, then there's days where I tell her I, I need you to guide me and I need you to help me through what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking right now and this is you know what's going on and she'll do that and I'm thankful to my therapist for that uh, and I'm thankful for, um, my family for that, uh, but before I get into that, cause I'm going to get into that, uh, a little bit later, I want to basically give an instance of, um, a moment where my anxiety kind of kicked in in a really big way. So last Sunday, uh, there was a small little incident that I had at home and with, you know, my family and it kind of just started me again, overthinking about what I did wrong in that situation and how I need to be moving forward what I need to say or what I need to do moving forward and I just kept on going and I wouldn't stop and I just started worrying and worrying and worrying and then I was calling people to help me with it but it was late it was like after midnight so you know people in my house were asleep and uh, people I was calling didn't pick up the phone, and it was like I'm just kind of losing it and I'm just Lost in my thoughts, and it's just getting worse and worse and worse, and I don't know what's gonna happen so then I finally Talk to my father because at first I'm laying down in the bed, and I'm like, oh man I can't think I can't think then I go in the kitchen and I write and I have this journal where I write down my thoughts every now and then I don't consider it a journal because I don't write in it daily and it's not a daily check-in like to talk about my day it's when I feel an overload and the only thing that I feel that I can do is write and that book is private no one has ever seen that book Uh, I doubt anyone ever will it's for me Um, and it's just my place to just write and usually that helps me once I write, I can go to sleep. And it didn't work. Then I try to lay down again. But I'm trying to, you know, get my mind right. But it didn't work. Then I go to talk to my father. And then that didn't work. Then um, I do this thing that my co-worker, my friend at work, taught me to kind of do this counting thing. Where if you keep counting and you count out of numerical order, it distracts you from the negative thought that you're thinking about because now your focus is on the numbers. And I kind of do that. And then that becomes, um, you know, a relief. And usually that kind of ends it. But then that didn't work either. So then, you know, I'm listening to music in my headphones and trying to fall asleep. That didn't work. So then I'm just up, pacing, 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 and rocking back and forth. It's, just, it's weird because, like, these attacks usually don't last for that long, so I just don't know what to do. And then um, my girlfriend finally wakes up. She sees me. She tries to give me some advice. And I just kind of chill. I'm on my phone, and I decide I want to read up on generalized anxiety disorder because then it finally became a thing where this is something that it's like it's that moment where you're no longer in denial about it you're like wow this is serious this is something that i have and it's i should take it more seriously because i've kind of just been ignoring it. i been saying like oh i suffer from anxiety and i don't want to use it as a crutch so i try to just live my life as if i don't have it. But that night kind of made it clear that it's like, no, this is this is a real thing that you have and you need to face it and you need to deal with it and you need to learn about it so that you know how it can be treated, what you can do, stuff that you can share with the people around you, the closest people in your life so that they can learn more about it too and you you know they can talk things out with you. So that's what I did and then I guess me learning about it finally gave me some peace of mind and I finally fell asleep so you know but while I was in that state of mind I kept thinking again about like what went wrong in that particular situation but then I just started thinking about my life and I was thinking about how cooped up I feel in this stay-at-home quarantine and I think about all the things or I thought about all the things that I had planned to do, all the things that I wanted to get done that haven't been done and, and, and can't be done because of the fact that we're in quarantine. And it was messing me up because I've told you guys in one of my previous episodes that I have goals. And for the last couple of years of my life, I had been making goals and setting goals and then never meeting them, and the majority of that was my fault, you know, so then you kind of start to wake up, and you're like, you know, now, you know, I'm older, I'm 25, about to be 26, I want to do right, it's it's 2020, I have a vision, you know, I have these things that I want to do, and I finally want to prove to myself that I have the discipline to get it done, and then you know January was kind of a slow month but then February you kind of I kind of picked up and I I got my momentum going and I felt good and I I I was like all right I got the ball ball rolling and I kind of was like that in 2019 as well like January February March I was keeping myself busy I was doing things and then you know I got in my relationship last year and then that kind of became a new goal, a new obligation. So then I was like, all right, well let me try to be the best that I can do, the best that I can be at this and do my best at 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 this. And maybe that's put an added pressure on me in some ways. But like I step up to that challenge because that's what I want. You know, so then I you know I'm I'm doing my thing and then coronavirus happens. And then all of a sudden this premiere got canceled, this performance got canceled, these dates are delayed, and this place isn't open, so I can't do this, and I can't do that, and I can't meet with certain people, and I can't be around this, and I can't travel to this, and it, it was so, it just got really overwhelming that night, because it, 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 it made me go back to how I felt when I wasn't sure of myself it made me go back to that time in my life when I was like I don't know what I'm gonna do and what if it's not meant for me what if I'm not meant to be this great actor what if I'm not meant to put out this music because this music keeps getting delayed so by the time people hear it will they even like it will it matter anymore will it matter to me anymore You know, what if I put it out and no one even wants to hear it because I've been gone for so long so there's no interest in it, you know? And then what if I write these words and no one wants to hear it? And then if I'm being all honest, and this might, you know, be for no purpose here, but when I make these episodes, and when I do this podcast and I want people to hear me and know me and learn me and understand me and then I look on my phone and there's barely any plays on my episode and I'm just like oh no one's really listening so you know is this all for nothing I think about that a lot you know when I made my first season of the show I was like am I even gonna continue you know after I did my 2020 episode I was like I might just be done now because I kind of said everything I needed to say but I realized that this does help me it's something good for me. So I'm going to keep doing it, but I want to share it with the world. And yes, you know, on an even more surface level, the more plays I get, the more money I make from this. And that's always good too, you know? So I just, I remember there was a time when I was really depressed a couple years ago and I was just like, If I don't make music, if I don't write, if I don't act, then who am I? Then, you know, what am I supposed to be? You know, because I want to be somebody that's great. You know, I want to be somebody that is a success, somebody that makes a difference. You know, somebody that led the way and paved the way for generations to come. You know, somebody that other people in the world can look up to and I really felt that way, and I really, you know, was driving that point in my mind, like, Kurt, man, like, when are you going to be somebody, when are you finally going to make a difference, because you're not doing it, and you've been wanting to make a difference for the last seven years, and now you're still here, just kind of dreaming, you know, you're dreaming about the vision, but the vision isn't coming into play, it's not happening, and there's things that you know, there's progress that's being made, but it's like you're still not there, and will you ever get there, you know? And then, I saw the flip side of that, because I watched the documentary, uh, The Last Dance, with my father. And Michael Jordan, in the documentary, is talking about, you know, when he started becoming, like, Michael Jordan and Air Jordan, like, the celebrities. You know, because in his mind, all he wanted to do was be a great basketball player. No further ambition than that. I just want to be the greatest at what I do. And I wasn't worrying about who I am to the world and where I stand on this issue and that issue. I didn't think about, you know, what people think of me. And then there was that in the clips that he was showing in that season between the practice and the fans and the media and everybody surrounding him at the hotel, and the locker room, at the games and all that other stuff. And his only form of peace is either when he's playing the game or when he's in that hotel by himself for that brief amount of time before it's time to go back to work. And other than that, everyone is in his face all the time. And then that's, you know, kind of the cost When it comes to that level of greatness that I claim that I want, you know, and then when you're so great for so long, people tend to find something negative about you to kind of bring you down to earth and make you more like everybody else. Because, you know, you can't be this squeaky clean hero. There's got to be something about you, you know, because if we can't beat you in your own game, then we got to beat you in another way. You know, and then that's when the gambling story started with Michael Jordan and, you know, the Republicans wear shoes too, quote and all that other stuff. So, you know, then that kind of in their own way thought that it kind of lessened the shine. And then I started thinking about, you know, like I said, the, the flip side of that argument that if I become this person, can I deal with it? especially with what I have with my anxiety. Let one person write a certain article about me or let one reporter ask me a certain question and I answer it the wrong way. And then Twitter's after me and I'm getting canceled. And then, you know, shows are getting taken away from me. And then, like, you know, people are backing out on deals with me. And then, you know, I, you, you worry about, like, your private life and how that's going to work. And then, you know, you when you're chilling at home and nobody's like watching you you have the freedom to be flawed and then that freedom kind of goes away when you're a person of a certain level of fame or status and sometimes I don't know if I want that sometimes I don't know if I'm ready for that part of it but then there's the, the celebrities who kind of stay out of the public eye and no one really worries about them but then there's certain people, especially people of color, where if you're this person of status that so many people aspire to be but never reach, you kind of feel like you owe it to your race and to your community to kind of be this beacon that stands up and says these things. But then if you mess up, then you cease to be that hero. And there's a lot of pressure in that. You know, so. I wonder from my life, like what will my ultimate legacy be? What am I leaving behind? What is my true purpose? Sometimes I feel like I'll never find out what it is. Sometimes I feel like I'll never understand what I was put here for. And And sometimes I worry that the thing that I kept dreaming that I was meant to be in my life that's not even it at all. So then you just be like, well, all these years where I thought I was going to be this was it a waste. Because the dream never came true. And That's a scary thing. You know, so I think about my value to this world and I'm kind of afraid. You know, afraid that I'll never figure out just what that value is and never understand it. And then this is where my therapist comes into play because my therapist helps me process these thoughts and she like reinforces and regurgitates it back to me so that I know that she gets it and so that I know that she hears me and that it's coming from a place that's unbiased. It's just her hearing somebody speak about what they're feeling inside and the fact that I'm able to talk to my therapist is a great sense of comfort to me personally Um, and like I said I'm thankful for it real quick hey yeah had to take a second um, but then I'm thankful for my my family you know the fact that I was able to talk to my father that night and the fact that my mom and I are so close that I can have my heart to hearts with her and she's there for me and guides me and understands me it, it's a big big sense of comfort and I keep saying that but comfort is uh, something that Um, I think people take for granted and sometimes you can get too comfortable but you know there's a lot of times where the world is just really backing down on you and you just kind of need that comfort to just breathe for a second and feel like yourself and my mom gives me that my dad gives me that my girlfriend my cousin Chris my Aunt Hope my friends even you know from college, I. It's a good little circle that I have. My god brother Bruce, even you know, when we have our heart to hearts, and sometimes you know I'm that person for him, which is cool, you know. Uh, but I know that those people won't always be there. There's gonna be a time where my mom's not around, where my dad's not around, where, you know, I gotta figure it out on my own and I try to find ways to be better at that where I can just figure things out and tell myself the things that I need to hear because sometimes I won't be able to hear it from somebody else and that's just the reality of it so I try to get better at talking to myself and if I can't talk with myself then the next person I rely on is is God you know and then that's where religion plays a part in it where, where your faith is gonna be that that last ditch effort for comfort when there's no other place to go In those nights when I feel so so stuck and I just don't have any other way out sometimes I just pray and prayer has got me through a lot of tough times. And I'm not one of those people that feels that my prayers fall on deaf ears. I truly do believe that God hears me. And the answers to those prayers may not always happen right away, but not all of my prayers are me asking for something. Sometimes I'm apologizing, sometimes I'm just thanking God. And I feel like in each one of those types of prayers, God is there hearing me. And I know that God has blessed me with a lot of things. I know God has taught me a lot of things, put me through things. And I know my my mother always tells me that God never brings anything more than what you can handle. So when I go through all these things, I'm like, oh, well, you know, I guess God knows my strength and I must be able to handle this because this is a lot right now. And sometimes I don't want it. A lot of times I don't want it. And I just never feel like I'm ready. And I used to be real adaptable. And I feel like I'm losing that... um, That skill to just adapt to whatever situation is coming around me. Because I just feel like, oh man... I have no space to breathe. And you know I've talked about it. I've talked about breathing. I've talked about getting through the darkness. And I've talked about being slow and steady. But, you know... Sometimes... All you really need to do is just talk to somebody. Whether it's... Your parents. Whether it's your best friend. Whether it's your significant other. Or whether it's to yourself. Or whether it's to God. But... To be able to just let it out. To release and reflect. And to just... Be... So raw and and honest... And unfiltered, it's it's liberating in a way, you know, where you can just finally burst out and just be a hundred percent purely you. That it's it, it's it's an amazing feeling, and this podcast gives me a place to be that. And I never try to be disrespectful. I never try to be uh, too explicit, you know, I never try to be too, um, I don't even, I know the word, but it's escaping me at the moment, but I I just, I never want to be to a place where it feel, where I feel, where I come off as unapproachable, you know, because I want people to listen. So I don't want to be a voice that's so off the wall you know, crazy that people are just like, well, this is just too much, I can't handle it, you know, I try to be loud and clear, and I try to be very precise, um, but not blunt and rude, it's just more of a direct and authenticity, which is one of the best things about being on Militia Uncut, and even that show was a bit much, um... Because you got four different personalities and some people are just wilder than myself. And they just, you know, some of them just wanted to push the envelope and see how far they could take it. And that was never really my goal on the show. My goal was just to be doing what I'm doing now. To just give my real opinion about what I think about things in the world. And it was a place where, like, I wasn't too concerned with how people felt about it. Because I didn't feel that I was ever being... Disrespectful, I'm just being honest. And we can have a conversation and we can debate and we can seek to understand. But it's like, I'm going to be me and I don't want to be afraid of being me and feeling what I feel. And in my life, I feel that I have constantly repressed what I want and what I feel and what I need. And maybe part of that led to my generalized anxiety disorder that probably played a part in it, but I feel like now in terms of how to combat it, this is one way to do it, and that's my advice to anybody out there listening, so just find your safe space, whether it's in a podcast, whether it's in a circle of friends, whether it's in reading a book, whether it's in writing a journal, writing a book, writing a play, you know, writing a song, recording a song, you know, playing an instrument. It's your place where you can just be you and find that. And don't let anybody take it from you. Don't let anybody make you feel ashamed for it. You know, if they don't understand it, that's their issue, not yours, and that's something that I have to learn, Um, but this is my my message, and this is what I wanted to talk about today, and I'm super, super thankful for anyone who's willing to take the time out of their day to listen to me. It means a lot, and I want to continue to do this Hoping that this becomes a bigger thing one day, you know. So, but if not, this is a snapshot of me. This is a timestamp of my life, and I thank you for letting me share this. I'm grateful to this app uh, for what it's allowed me to do, uh, and. We're going to have more fun with this. I'm going to have more fun with this. So if you stick with me and support me in any way that you can, either by listening or giving donations, I really appreciate it. Um, And we're going to keep rocking out. So I will see you on the next episode of The Hill Review. Good night. And be blessed.